See, it's easy to think you're not going to have sex when you're not dating nobody. There's no temptation. But once you start dating, once you're in a committed relationship, that's where it can get real. What's up, fam? Welcome back to our channel. My name is Tim, and this is the W Podcast. We're super excited because this week we're covering two topics on sex that you most likely have never heard us talk about before. Now, we're going to get really practical because a lot of you want to honor God when it comes to dating and preparing for marriage, and that's why you're even watching this channel and this podcast, but it's so important to make sure you have practical things set in place to make sure you don't fall into sin. Because guess what? Nobody is perfect. And if you play around, you can get got when you're in a dating relationship. See, it's easy to think you're not going to have sex when you're not dating nobody. There's no temptation. But once you start dating, once you're in a committed relationship, that's where it can get real. There's also going to be a part two where we're going to talk about what if one person is a virgin? What if one person isn't? What if there's shame there? How do we deal with that? How do we have a good sexual experience in our marriage? We're going to cover it all. So make sure you stay locked in. W Podcast. Let's go. What are some ways or tips for a Christian couple who are dating to abstain from sex? Mm, I feel like we had a short question like that (laughs) in a while. That was good. So how can a couple abstain from sex, essentially? To be honest, I feel like this topic comes down to boundaries. Like to me, when I hear that, I just hear about boundaries and that's the best way I can answer this question because when you have successful boundaries, you're able to abstain from sex. Now, let's break down what boundaries is because to some people, that's the B word. (laughs) To some people, that's a word that they don't like. And boundaries is literally just something that you have in place to help you accomplish a goal. For example, you already know this, but in November, I'm not eating any sweets until Thanksgiving because mm. your boy got a little thick. I'm trying to slim down. I'm trying, trying to look nice because Thanksgiving, I'm going to have a good time. You understand what I'm saying? Where my people at? But that's a boundary I have. That's not something bad. That's just helping me reach my intended goal. And you need the same thing for your goal of, of abstaining of sex. You're going to need a boundary. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that practically looks like. What are some practical boundaries you can have in place? We can maybe even talk about what we did when we were dating. But boundaries is going to be the key along, y'all know we love Jesus, with some spiritual principles, weight, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I tell guys that I coach all the time, you really, you got to be careful because one thing that happened with me, and trust me, abstaining from sex is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. We're not going to cap on here. Like, it is not easy. But I tell dudes all the time, my love for Jesus and my desire to please him yeah. was stronger than my desire to have premarital sex. Yeah, now, that was strong to have sex. But my love for Jesus and my desire to please him was stronger. Yeah. So what I want to say to you is if you have that desire to please God plus some practical boundaries because sometimes you're going to have a bad day and loving God ain't enough when she's looking great. You understand? So we got to have some practical boundaries that can help us on those days when our love for God is not as strong as it needs to be. So that's my quick first answer. What you got? Yeah, that's good. It reminds me of like the needing wisdom and understanding. You need both practical tips and a heart um, to please God. That's really good. And I would agree with that. I think you know, if your goal, the person who asked this question, their goal is to abstain from sex, you know, until they get married, which is an awesome goal. Yes. But I think you really need to focus on the why and, and the purpose of that goal, because mm. a lot of people don't, you know, 
maybe they think it's a good idea until they have the opportunity to have sex and then it's like oh well just do I really believe that? Did God really say that? You know, it's kind of the whole Satan temptation thing again. Yeah. When he tempted um, Eve in the garden, did God really say you're going to die if you eat this fruit? So you are going to be tested and challenged. But if your goal is to abstain from sex, it's absolutely possible. And I think that even the fact that this is a question just shows you how much culture has um, kind of infiltrated our mindset, even within the church, even within Christian dating, because um, sex is not designed to be a part of dating at all. Um, it's only supposed to be a part of marriage. And it's okay if, you know, it was a part of your past, um, but we want to make sure it stays there. So I think that, you know, proud of you for answering or asking this question to anybody else who has a similar goal to abstain from sex, but it is something you have to fight for your purity. It's not mm. something that you say, yes. if you just write it down in a journal or if you just tell your friends like, yeah, you know, I'm going to abstain from sex, you know, so I'll get married. Like, it's not as simple as just making a decision, but you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have chances mm. to do the opposite. The enemy... You know, it's gonna. He wants to make sure you fail in that area, and so does your flesh, and so does culture. <laughs> um, so that's why it goes back to like, what are you feeding yourself? You know, as sex become very normalized to you through the music and the mm. movies that you're watching, that's gonna make it very hard for you to accomplish your goal. Yes, don't believe the lie that just because you love Jesus, you're not gonna have a fight on your hands. Right. A fight. You're gonna be getting up every day. What's up? What's up? I'm ready to win this war on purity. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. All right. So are we going into practical yeah, tips? Yeah, that's too practical. We tips. moving in this video. Let's go. Well, All this right. This question was very practical. It was. All right. Let me let me check this out. Practical tips. I'll say this. One thing you want to have with your boundaries, and we'll talk about some specifically, but one thing you want to have is boundaries that are hard to be broken. What do I mean by that? You want to make sure you have a boundary that's going to be really difficult for you to break. Also, you're going to want to have boundaries that are as far as away from what you don't want to do as possible. Margin, Meaning, yeah. yes, margin. Meaning, you don't want to have sex. So what that looked like for Pauline and I, because we didn't want to either before we got married, we said, look, we know ourselves, we know our past histories with sex, with other people. We don't want to bring that here. We're not going to be in the house alone together. Right. And some of y'all like, I'm grown, I'm, I go where I want. And that's cool. But if your goal is to abstain from sex, you're going to want to make that as hard as possible no. to, to break. So you want to make sure that you have boundaries that set yourself up for your worst day. Right. You want to set yourself up for your worst day. And for us, that was, look, we can't be in the house alone because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And the reason for that is because if your goal is to abstain from, you know, sex and we'll get some more specifically like vaginal sex, you should also... You know that, well, we don't want to do oral sex either because that's kind of one step away from from vaginal sex. And then maybe we don't touch each other, you know, under each other's clothes and rub and private parts and things like that. So it's like the further away you get, the safer you're going to be. Um, so I think that's one thing to keep in mind as well. You cannot... If you try to just abstain from vaginal sex, but you're doing everything else, mm. but you are eventually, you're so close to the edge, you know, on a bad day, you're going to slip. That's good. Yeah. Something else we did was the first six months of our relationship, we actually were kissing and we found that there was no way we were going to sustain kissing each other and not end up having sex. So we cut it out. So we dated and were engaged for two and a half years. First six months, we didn't kiss the next two years. We did not kiss each other. And as hard as that was, and as crazy as that may sound to you, I'm so glad looking back that we did because, and we can talk about this in another 
topic should dating couples kiss there's different opinions on that right but one thing that that did for us was it allowed us to take a step back from our flesh because when you're kissing each other and you first start dating you, we were all up in each other's mouths uh, we were just it was too much and we were not going to sustain a godly pure relationship on that track when we stopped that we slowed down we were able to actually learn more about each other we were able right. to actually learn how to communicate we were actually learn how to uh understand each other's emotions and we just got intimate on a deeper level that was more than physical yeah and that's my practical tip i would say if you're trying to avoid um you know physical intimacy while you're dating i would focus on emotional intimacy so instead of taking the mindset of like don't look down don't look down the next thing you, know, you fall it's like focus keep your head up on what you can focus on and that's what you want to be building while you're dating is emotional intimacy having deep conversations getting to know each other um, better, sharing more of yourself, um, your dreams, your hopes, your past, you know, your purpose, all those different things um, with the person. And when you are, because um, physical intimacy is very much a distraction when you're dating and you don't, you want to make sure that you're able to evaluate with a clear mind um, while you are, while you're dating. So you don't end up marrying somebody where you look back and you're like, I wish that I knew this about you when we were, when we were dating, but if you're too busy, you know, worrying about the physical stuff, you don't have time to build the emotional intimacy. So I would, you know, ask each other questions is great. Um, dating questions online, you can look like a hundred questions to ask your boyfriend or girlfriend when you guys want on dates and when you're talking on the phone. I definitely encourage those. Um, so you make sure that you're not, you know, because a lot of times when you're idle and you're bored, that's when you end up, <laughs> yeah. you know, in some physical situations that you don't want to be in. Also, you're going to want to reevaluate your boundaries often. Yeah. Just because you set something today doesn't mean six months from now you're not going to need to change that. Yeah, exactly. You've got to, especially, we tell couples this all the time, the longer you're dating, probably the more strict your boundaries need yeah. to get because you're getting closer. Your body is like, I'm more comfortable with each yes. other. Yes. So it's just, you want to make sure that you're constantly reevaluating. Hey, every month, maybe have a check in with your partner. Yeah. Be like, hey, is what we're doing working for you? Like, is this helping you get closer to God or get closer to my body? Right. Let's be honest. Like, let's let's talk about it. Have those honest conversations, and that will save you a lot of pain on the yeah. back end. I also think we're keeping in mind the mindset that, like, this person is just, like, your boyfriend and girlfriend. And boyfriend and girlfriend is not acknowledged in the Bible or in the eyes of God. It's friends and it's husband and wife. So you really have no rights to that person's body. Um, so you don't, you know... Physical intimacy really shouldn't be a part of your relationship if we're really looking at it from a godly perspective. Because the Bible says to treat, you know, your neighbor or your brother, like any opposite, um, any person of the opposite sex as you would a brother or sister. So it's like, for those of you guys who are wondering, you know, how far is too far? Well, how far is too far with your sister or with your brother? Like, that's pretty gross. But that's who that person is. And I know saying brother and sister in Christ is sometimes weird when you're dating. But when it comes to, you know, you're, you have no ownership. You have no no stock in that person's life um, versus when that is your wife or your husband, you now have responsibility over them and you do, do get benefits. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, you don't treat that person and look at them like they're yours because they're not. Okay. That video was amazing. I know you got a lot of value from it. Here's the biggest thing I want to make sure you took away. Yes, it is hard to not have premarital sex. We're not going to sit here and act like it's easy, but it is very doable. And the best way to make sure you accomplish that is to set yourself up to have boundaries that are going to survive your 
most sinful day when you know she look good, when you know he fine, and when you could be in the house alone or when you could be doing this and that, but you got boundaries to make sure you don't even get close to this and that. So I know that was really helpful. Now we're going to jump into part two of this video where we're going to be unpacking what does it look like if somebody's a virgin and somebody isn't? What does it look like to have a good wedding night? What does it look like if the wedding night wasn't good? We're going to go there. We're going to be practical because we want to help you make sure you win in your sexual life once you get to that season and why not start preparing for that mentally now. So without further ado, let's check out part two. Question is, my girlfriend is not a virgin, but I am. Mm. How do I avoid letting her down on our wedding night? Shoo. That's a real question. It is. Like a real, real question. Whoever sent that, thank you, because I don't think you're the only person who's ever thought that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's real. Um, <laughs> one thing I'll say, or first thing I'll say, is remember <laughs> that in marriage, sex is a journey that you both are going through together. So just because someone may have already had experience doesn't mean anything when you two get married. Right. Because to be honest, that's a completely new blank canvas yeah. that you two get to paint on together for your relationship. Yeah. Uh, and one of the really exciting things about marriage is one, you got a lot of time to practice. practice. You got a lot of time to get better. And you should go into marriage understanding that every part of your life is a part or a chance for you guys to build together. Right. So you don't, you're not going into marriage uh, wondering, okay, she has experience cooking, but I don't. I got to learn how to cook. You, you, This is something that we will build together. Uh, this is just another area of your life that you will build together. And to be honest, to be honest, we're going to be real because that's what we do on this page. We're yeah. real. You're in a much better position than a lot of people because you're not going to bring your past baggage, which we're calling experience, into your uh -oh. marriage bed. Oh, my God. Because, and this is no shade to your girlfriend because I unfortunately had premarital sex before we got together and before we got married. And what I'm saying is you're going to come into the marriage bedroom with a clear head, a clear mind, and you're not going to have to worry about being in the middle of having sex with your wife and past memories are coming up. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we being real. Your like, enemy does attack you in that mm -hmm. way. That's something people tell you when you're mm -hmm. young. Oh, why don't you like it like this? I remember, come on, like, I remember it used to be good... Well, why do you even know that, right? So you're in a much better position being a virgin. I want to say I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Absolutely. Um, I wish I could have been in your position. So keep that going strong. Uh, but I would just say don't worry um, because it's not something to perform with. And Pauline's going to get into that right Yeah, and now. I think even too, just, you know, a verse that comes to mind is um, the verse that talks about that God makes all things new. And mm. like, when we are in Christ Jesus, we are new creatures. And that means that our sexuality is new as well. Amen. So I think that I'm not sure. Of course, we don't know who asked this question. And I'm not sure like how it's been brought up um, in your dating relationship as far as your girlfriend's past. And I think it's important for you to know your partner's past. Mm. Like, not details, but just, yeah, you know, have you had sex before, have you not? Like, that type of thing. Right. Um, but really, the experience is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Because, like you said, every time you have a new partner, um, and for people who have had multiple partners, you know it's different with everybody. Um, but especially in marriage, having sex in marriage is different than having sex outside of marriage, too. Mm. Um, and I think that's one another advantage. A lot more freedom. 
so much more freedom, so much security. There's not fear. You don't have to worry about, you know, um, like, is, is this person going to leave if I don't do a good job mm. or whatever the case is, if I don't impress them, you're not comparing yourself. And I think that's the main thing. I, um, you know, my main kind of response to this is, you know, sex is not a performance. Mm. Sex is not something that you are getting judged on um, by your partner, by God, and you definitely should not be judging yourself on a scale of one to ten <laughs> after every time you and your spouse, you know, get together. But sex is an act that bonds a, bonds a man and a woman together and you get bonded even if you're not married, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but God intended that bond to be shared in marriage. And the great thing is um, for your girlfriend or anybody else who had, had who has had premarital sex is, you know, you're now going to have the blessing of God on your on your sex life when you're married versus when you had sex when you were not married. You did not have the blessing. Um, one of the biggest things that I noticed, the difference is the sense of security. Mm. Uh, and as I kind of mentioned earlier, you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, like, what does he think about me? Am I good enough? Like, you know, if this is bad, is he going to, like, slip out in the middle of the night? Is he not going to call me back? Like, those... You don't have to worry about those those things. Like sex is is fun in marriage, and you guys laugh a lot together, and you make memories, and it and it brings you closer together physically, emotionally, spiritually. And that's one thing I, the world definitely doesn't talk about. Like sex is not just a physical act, but just remember it's not a performance, um, and that's not the type of heart that you know you should have or your girlfriend should have about it. Um, it's it's, it's a chance for you guys to bond. And one thing that Tim and I had to talk about. When you know, beginning of our marriage and, and even like weeks leading up to our wedding was, you know, if we get to have sex that first night, like our wedding night, like that's great and that's a good goal, but there's no pressure. You know, there's no pressure. You guys are, might be tired after having, you know, a long wedding. I know day. a lot of people who don't did not do it the night, yeah, exactly. the night of, and, and that's that, what you have the honeymoon for. Right, and that's what, that's what you have the rest of your life for. That too, but the honeymoon is, you know, you don't have to worry about. Right, and one thing I want to say really quick is most couples and let's let's whisper this one most couples are not good at having sex when they first get together in marriage i don't think anybody is if they tell you they're lying right but obviously i'm not there so i don't know what they think about the first time you ride a bike it's gonna be the worst time even like your first kiss if you've kissed somebody before like it probably was your worst one right you get better every time be honest if Sex the night of your wedding is the best it's ever in your marriage. Yeah, well, do you have Ooh, to look forward to for the next I don't feel years. happy for you. I feel sad if that's you. Right. So that's another thing. Um, you know, you guys will have God's blessing and he will, you know, like coach you. And it's it's an opportunity for you guys to get to know each other better. Um, but really you're just going to be so excited to be together. And like, we made it. We're married. You know, like, this is so cool that, that I can, you know, kind of be with you in this way and that we waited and you know, something you've looked forward to. It's kind of like graduating college. Like, you've waited all that time to get Hmm. there. And it's like, yes, I just want to celebrate and enjoy this moment. It doesn't really matter. But it's definitely not a a, um, performance. But I do want to say from, like, your girlfriend's um, standpoint, like, be prayerful and supporting her because I'm not sure, um, you know, like, how she's feeling about it. Like, a lot of times um, women are just people who have had premarital sex you know, they feel a lot of shame, like the, mm. the enemy tries to attack us and that, um, or kind of will make you fearful of like, well, what if the sex isn't good in marriage? Like it was with your ex or whatever, whatever, whatever. Real talk. Yeah. And none of that stuff matters. Like the enemy, anytime he's talking, you know, it's a lie. He's just trying to discourage you. 
just be prayerful uh, about that and like, you know, support her um, and, and just really learn what God's design for marriage is. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's no pressure to have sex on your wedding night. <laughs> I think yeah, you should remove that. Like if there's, when you're on, at your wedding, you should really be like, dancing, having fun, enjoying, you know, time with your family right. and friends. And even, like, something that we talked about was, like, okay, maybe we'll just order pizza and, like, watch a movie. Like, we don't have to have sex on our wedding night if we don't want to. Um, and I think that once you guys have that understanding, like, it will remove any pressure to perform or um, anything like that. But And that's kind of leads into, like, setting expectations as well. Like, I don't think you should just go into the wedding night blind and you're like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Right, but you don't really need to be having those conversations until, like, you're engaged, close, engaged but close to yeah. the wedding date. Like, right, exactly. you don't need to be having that right now. So let's give them some practical tips. Practical tips. For people who are dating first. Yeah, yeah. so practical tips. We love to give that to you guys because we don't want to just give you information without, okay, what's my next step? For the person who asked this question, the best next step for you might be going to talk to somebody because it's one thing hearing us say this and you may be like, yeah, that sounds good, but it may be better for you to talk to a trusted friend who's married or maybe a mentor who's married and just be like, hey, these are thoughts and feelings I'm having. And someone who waited to have sex as well. Don't ask somebody Yeah, who's... these are thoughts and feelings I'm having. Can you help me? Help How did me. You feel? What did you do? And even if they talk to somebody who is saved now, but maybe they didn't wait to have sex when they were dating, they can right. still offer a valuable perspective. Like, yo, I wish I would have waited because of this, that, and it doesn't that. doesn't really matter that much. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would say. What, what about you? Yeah, I definitely think for, um, you know, if you're, if you're dating, don't, you really shouldn't be having these conversations until with each other until you're engaged. But if you're just thinking about this in, in and of yourself, like the safest thing for you to do is to talk to somebody of the same sex who is married and like, you know, kind of get their perspective on like how much are they willing to share. Some people will tell you a lot about their wedding night or their first couple of weeks of marriage. And some people are obviously a little bit more on the reserve side. But for single people, if you're single listening to this and you're not in a relationship um, at all, um, that's what we mean by singles on this page. You don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, now is the time for you to heal from your past. So even if you haven't had like vaginal sex with somebody at this point, again, congratulations. That's incredible. Keep that up. But, um, most of us are not pure in heart or really none of us are pure in heart when it comes to, um, sexuality because of the type of world that we live in. Mm -hmm. So Heal from your past. Um, right now, go to counseling. Um, confess your sins and your past mistakes to trusted friends, to your connect group leaders, to, you know, pastors, mentors, whoever you have in your life. Um, because I think a lot of things, uh, sexual sin and sexual brokenness lies dormant in our single life. And that was definitely my story. Uh, I thought I was good. Like, didn't really need to, but, you know, once I came to Jesus and was focused on him, like, I was good off of, like, sexual stuff. But then when Tim and I got together, I was noticing a lot of pain and confusion and just, like, um, things I struggled with in the past, you know, were coming up again when I was in a relationship. Because I didn't really deal with it when I was single. Because I didn't think, I, I, I was stupid and thought that it was gone um and things definitely just don't disappear but put in the hard deep work of healing now um and also protect your heart from culture don't watch shows that are normalizing um over sexualized behavior and that are normalizing you know premarital sex and 
infidelity and all of those things because believe it or not you are sowing seeds in your heart and you whatever you sow you will reap that's what the bible says um and you don't want to reap that in your marriage and if you even though that's the whole thing about like sex being a performance like i wouldn't be surprised if those of us who have that mindset which i think all of us have at some point have gotten it from the type of show or culture or music absolutely music um, for sure yeah so don't don't think don't think that you're immune to that stuff because you're not so um yeah and just you know learn god's heart for sex um and that takes a lot of work but you're already doing it by listening to videos like this and just keep that up and, and it's going you're going to reap um an abundant harvest whenever you get married as you're doing the work now yeah, so we're proud of you. Continue to be a virgin because I promise on the wedding night, y'all going to be so excited just to be together because y'all doing it God's way that y'all not going to care how bad it was. And if it was bad, dry yeah, off five minutes. Let's get ready to rumble. Drink, Drink a lot of water. Drink some water. Do some push-ups. Do what you got to do, my brother. But also don't like... Don't be like doing half sex stuff. We already talked about that in the first video. Right. Let it all be a surprise. That's another tip I would give. Like, don't, when you see your spouse on the first night, when you guys are, your wedding night, it's so wonderful for girls for you to see the reaction of your husband, like looking at you for the first time, just you and your womanliness. Like, it's so amazing. Um, and that's tainted when you kind of peek and look at things, you know, when you're dating. So please keep your hands to yourself thanks for watching this week's episode of the w podcast the bottom line is this yes sex is a gift from god and it should be explored to its fullest in marriage but while you're waiting before you get married it is absolutely possible to not have sex before marriage and you're really taking a great first step because you're watching this podcast right now we're excited and we're proud of you. Stay the course. Stay focused. Know that there's other people just like you who are waiting and want to honor God. And I promise you, your sex life will be better for it in the future. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.